On today's episode, we discuss all the ways to get around the bubble that is Walt Disney World Resort. This is episode 86 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how are we doing on this fine, fine day? It has been a fine day. How are you doing, fellas? Uh, It's my Friday, so very good vibes over here. Ready for my weekend. Why do I feel like every time we talk, Ryan, it's your Friday? Because, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I wish it felt like that as much for me because I feel like my Fridays are hard to come by. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just coincidental. But uh, I and I know you're a very hardworking man. Uh, so, but it's like I feel like every time I talk to you, it's oh, well, uh, it's my Friday. I'm on to the weekend. It's like, damn you, man! <laughs> like, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> See, like I feel like the complete opposite. Anytime I talk to him, he's at work. I do be hustling. That's what uh, that's what funds the habit. Yeah, like I said, he's a he's a he's a he is a hardworking man. That's for sure. So, it um yeah provides for the family and yeah you know, provides uh the means to go to Disney as much as we do. So yeah, yeah and we all bust our ass for the things we like. <laughs> yes, yes we do. Yes we do. So, uh, what else has been going on, man? Uh, anything uh anything exciting, crazy? Yes. Um. I am actually in the early stages of booking my next trip to the parks. Thank God. Hey, um, yeah. hey round of applause, everybody. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, actually, uh, since Father's Day weekend, so June, it's been it's been a pretty big stretch, but we've had a lot of things going on. I've previously mentioned, you know, my girls are doing cheerleading. So our Saturdays and our weekdays are taken up by practices and games, and it's a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything, uh, but as a family, yes, we are all missing Disney, and we're going to go. It's going to still be a little bit from now because I got some some things coming up in October, some traveling for work and long mm-hmm. weeks that I got planned out, but we're looking to go towards the end of Food and Wine Festival in November and then turn okay. right around and catch beginning of Festival of the Holidays right after. So the, Okay. The yeah. weather will be better, so there's an upside to that, and I have time yeah. to work extra days and maybe book us a couple of bougie, you know, dining options and get me some new pins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there an upside to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's that's it's great to hear. And it's you know, it's funny too because you know we've we've joked about it time and time again on on this show, right? That you know we had to we had to drag you to Disney to to first of all go, and yeah. then you became like where you were going every two to four weeks, basically. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it, it was just synonymous. Like, okay, like Ryan is at Disney. Like if, if you weren't at work, you were at Disney essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so it fun time. it's been, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a little, you know, it's been interesting uh, not, not having you around at the parks. So yeah, I, I'm happy for you, man. I'm, I'm happy that for you and the family to get back. I know the, I know the girls, love it i know it's it's y'all's uh you know your happy place uh yeah. as a family so 
it's uh, it's very exciting to hear hear those words that uh that you know Disney is in your very near future. Yeah, it, it got it got to me this week. Uh, my first day of work this week, and I get up very early. I get up at four fifteen in the morning every day for work. Um, but my youngest daughter Avery was actually awake whenever I got up to go to work, and um, she asked me, you know, Daddy, you go to work today? I said, Yep. And she goes, You go make Disney money? I said, <laughs> Yes, yes, baby, I'm, I'm making Disney money. She goes, Okay, we go Monday and Tuesday, right? Because I miss <laughs> Disney, and I was like, oh. I said, oh, "Baby, man. we can't right now. I wish, but we're going soon." So, um, the the cool thing is though, with us going back finally, uh, but you know, it being not until November, it's a little different. How we used to always just book last minute and just go. You know, like every like you said, every two weeks we were going. It seemed yeah. like where yeah. now I have it far enough out, I can actually do a little bit of planning. And I mean, I haven't experienced the fun of the planning and buildup of a trip that's a month or two out in a while. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I'll, you know, update the podcast as we start planning and I'll start talking about things that we're locking in for the trip. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a good chance you'll be talking to our friends over at DVC rental store about some opportunities to stay on property and save a lot of money that way at, uh, at some DVC you accommodations. So yeah, yeah. You got it. You got to maximize the value any way you can. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a great company. Obviously we've talked about them time and time again on the show, but if you are looking for discounted accommodations at Disney world, Disneyland or Lonnie, Hawaii, Vera beach, Hilton head, any of the DVC properties, go check out our friends, DVC rental store. There's a link for them in the episode description. Uh, go check them out and save yourself some money on your next day because they are fantastic to work with and can save you a lot of money like they have for us. So yeah, absolutely. Shout out to our people over there. But uh, yeah. I'm also excited to say that me and Ryan actually shared a phone call earlier today. And I am also looking around the same time frame as <laughs> Ryan going back down. And I haven't gone to the park since Father's Day weekend as well. My goodness. So, yeah, just been tied up with baseball stuff, as you know. And then after that, it's been school stuff and getting jacob going to school and getting in the 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 cycle of doing that again so uh it's time to squeeze in some disney stuff after i finally renewed his pass and ryan got all his passes renewed it's time to make you of them. oh yeah yeah it's it is the season as they say it's right the season absolutely <laughs> it makes it a little easier too like you like you mentioned ryan the weather the weather and once it starts to cool down it makes it a lot it easier to be it. yeah yeah oh, it really yeah. does it's you know i'm looking forward to those those random uh you know saturday or sunday mornings where we haven't really made any plans for the weekend and the kids are up early anyways and you're like man why are the kids already up at 5 30 this morning like they we you know what? Let's just go ahead and go down to Disney for the day. You know, let's mm-hmm. just ride down there. It's the beauty of being an AP right there. Take a walk around Epcot World Showcase. Let the wind whip across that lake and, you know, carry us where we need and, and bundle up and, and head home later. I can't wait Nothing for better. those days. I can't wait for those days. So, yes, soon, soon enough, soon enough. But, um, yeah, and we'll be able to talk about more and dive into – Diving into more food and wine as it, um, you know, as it goes in towards an end and and picks up into festival of the holidays, which is always fun. Yes. So yeah, that'll be that'll be very very fun. So 
look you listen the listening audience has something a little bit look forward to is we you know try to uh divulge as much information as possible going through this so yeah uh what else is happening anything else anything noteworthy yeah um we uh you know discussed a little snippet earlier of some news that you sent us and about the um the oh, the foodie yeah. guide to the Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month for this year that they are doing across uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland uh, celebrating yeah, this looks big Latin American heritage. So um, a lot of great cuisine uh, seems to be rolling off of this mm-hmm. event, uh, which is of course uh, one of our main fortes because we are foodies. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, the The event is by the time this episode is premiering, uh, the event is now has now began. Uh, it runs all the way through October fifteenth at Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. Uh, the menus are slightly different depending on uh, which Disney that you're uh, that you're attending, uh, but nonetheless, there are plenty of options. So make sure you go take advantage of this special month celebrating Hispanic and Latin. American heritage and man, the food it's all over the place, guys. It's not, yeah, like, it's you, not just you, in one place. It's not in just, you know, one park. It's not, it, it it's not it's just literally a, a Disney Springs. It's literally everywhere, which I you love. Cannot miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I mean, the chances are if you go somewhere to eat on Walt Disney world property, uh, through October 15th, there is a menu item at that location that is part of this, you know, part of this celebration. So um, any of the highlights guys that you want that you, you feel like the audience should really know about maybe go out of their way for. Yeah. I was just uh, browsing down the menu here and right off the rip, I see some, uh, something that's themed after Coco uh, over at Contempo cafe. Uh, so Coco sweetbread uh, cinnamon spice custard topped with cocoa decor. Never would have thought yeah. that, but it's yeah. at uh, the Contemporary Resort at Contempo Cafe, and it's uh, it's Coco themed of of all things. So I, I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I got two things that have caught my eye. The first one being at the Boardwalk Deli at Disney's Boardwalk Resort, and it is a guava and cheese quesito. So like a, almost like a dessert quesadilla. It's a puff pastry mm-hmm. filled with guava paste, cream cheese, and glazed with honey syrup. That sounds Ooh, really good. Oh my goodness. And uh, it sounds like it's similar yeah, to the that. pineapple lumpia almost. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. at very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh another one that was noteworthy to me was at one of my favorite resorts, that being Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Um at Centertown mm-hmm. Market, they have uh Arrows Mamposteo, which is crispy pork carnitas with Spanish style rice and beans. And this is from Chef Ludi mm. at uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Center Town Market. So, um, so is they, they already have great from rice chef there. and beans. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, those two things really caught my eye. Yeah. Which I, that's that's really cool because she's sharing like maybe a family recipe. Yeah. It's very awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's very authentic. So that's that's really cool actually. Hmm. Yeah, for me, one of the one of the top items, you know, guys, as I've mentioned already uh, in past episodes, uh, you know, I'm a cheesecake guy through oh. and through. Oh yeah. And at Three Bridges over at Coronado Springs Resort, which you know is one of my favorite places on Disney property, it's fantastic uh, 
it's you know it's kind of I'll, I'll say it's kind of like a loungy type style restaurant right we've 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 shared meal there uh previously together and great atmosphere one of the best atmospheres on property but the basket cheesecake with graham cracker crumbs and chocolate garnishes on top of an orange caramel sauce with strawberry lime macerated berries wow yeah <laughs> just wow. what a world of flavors yeah, yeah exactly and who who could go wrong i mean Obviously, you're going to enjoy some of the other fantastic menu options that they have at Three Bridges. Correct. Uh, before you have that cheesecake, so it's a very you know just a great way to uh, you know round out a really good meal there. But they've got some other, um, like we said, there is a litany of food options. There's some specialty, uh, there's specialty uh, beverages as well. Uh, so all over the at the pool bars at various. Uh, you know, Disney resort hotel pool bars, uh, you can get different, uh, drinks like a Paloma and, uh, uh, just other, uh, you, they have, they're going to have some, uh, passion fruit, uh, tres leches, uh, at the, at the all-star resorts. Uh, they've, they're going to have literally everything everywhere. So everywhere there's literally something to get, like we said, almost every single place that you go, um, on Disney property, and I, I'm excited. There's some birria tacos showing up in a few different places, guys. And that's yeah, uh, I've seen them. That that's that's that, that's calling my name for sure. And it's at one of our favorite yeah, places. You, you know, in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, you know, it's a serious thing whenever they introduce it at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Man, Braves so yeah, well, chilies. I know, man. I know. And and let's not forget. This surprised all of us when we were going down the menu real quick before hitting the record button. Even Typhoon Lagoon has some offerings for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like we said, legit literally thing. everywhere. Everywhere you go, there is probably an option for you. So definitely check it out and see, you know, ask. Ask A when you're at these of options. Uh, and see if there's anything, you know, sp- special. And we'll also leave a link in our episode description for this, uh, it's uh, the the whole every food menu item can be found on this uh, foodie guide from Disney Parks uh, blog. Uh, but we'll leave a link for everyone to uh, to check out. And there's some amazing food options and some again, like we said, at the parks, including at Epcot. So you could be floating around enjoying some of the festival foods and drinks, and also make your way to uh, to some of these items as well throughout your day there. So we'll leave a uh, like link in with there. your food. Yes, you uh, you know me. So and drinks with your drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. A, this it. is the way. Just add it up. Add it up. So, <laughs> but yeah, very excited uh, to get uh, get a hold of some of these items. So as we do, we'll update you on our socials um, whenever we get to try some of these items and let you know our true feelings and thoughts. So uh, if you are not following us yet, please go follow us at Off the Monorails on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. X, Twitter, Threads, whatever you're calling everything these days, go follow us at Off the Monorails and enjoy some of the content, some of the silliness that we get we get to do, and some of the you know just straight to the point, uh, insightful guides and you know things that we've put together to really help you understand uh, you know what is going on at at Disney in a in a different fun way is is our goal. So nothing cookie cutter around here, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, fellas, one more thing before we get into our topic at hand this uh, this fine evening. 
Uh, you guys know that I finally got to see Elemental over the weekend. I yes. was in our yes. stories and our timeline that we had family movie night and we had uh, we had ice cream. Uh, that mm. one we did not have it first. That was the but that was the best part of the meal. But we oh, did I was nachos. hoping that was the order. <laughs> yeah. No, we did we did pulled pork nachos. So we had like barbecue nachos. Um, uh, yes, that, those were pretty solid. Mm. Um, but the ice cream was the uh, the 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 star of the show. And of course, we have uh, like a movie theater style popcorn machine. So we popped some fresh popcorn with. I put some yes, garlic sir. parmesan salt on there. Oh, uh, oh. yeah. I was being a fat boy that night. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I remember Jordan uh, took his uh, wife and his two boys to go see Elemental on Father's Day weekend while yeah. Justin and I were at Disney and uh, told us how great of a movie it was on here on the podcast. And I had to see what it was all about because uh, my daughters had uh, found a couple of the songs from the movie that we listen to over and over again every time we get in, in my truck. Yeah. So uh, just based off the music, I could definitely tell it was going to be a good movie. And what a feel-good story that is. Like, it's it's a pretty wholesome story. Yeah. I think Jordan was spot on that it's something – it's completely different for Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Disney. I. It, it doesn't fall in their – you know their their formula that they usually would use and it's so lovable it's you could easily follow along with this it's it's very uh of this world like like there's so much of it you can relate to what we deal with on a daily life and it they, they told a beautiful story there was several different life lessons you could take away from that whether it be like a coming of age story or a, yeah. um, you know, like a self-health kind of story, like with doing what makes you happy and, you know, yeah. maybe yep. not worrying so much about pleasing others and yeah. uh, you know, just well, trusting your true e- self. And even even down to the theme that, I mean, let's be let's be honest, the the world today, the 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 hate and the segregation yes. that we deal with on an yes, ongoing basis and that the. The yeah, the themes. The, there's so strong themes in this movie that yeah, that, that basically you know they're it's the, these these old mindsets are grounded in this these ideas where yeah. you know you can't interact with these other elements, right? Yeah, and these and, are our so kind. I think it's those people. It's you a, know, like, yeah, correct. Yeah, you water doesn't play with fire and vice versa, right? Like. And so like those themes and the, you know, what it speaks to when you talk about, you know, divisions uh, amongst races and people and nations. And I think like that spoke to me greatly too. Like what a yeah, powerful very message eye-opening. Yeah. To, yeah. to be able to spin into this type of platform and this medium and to, and to really chase after. And, you had that element. You had this love story developing, this kind of mm-hmm. Romeo Juliet esque yeah. you know, story happening. Where and it wasn't like these grotesque. families were supposed to be together, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I I found it very wholesome. I found it very grounded. Uh, it was a wonderful story, and I, and I think yeah. they told it incredibly, incredibly well. It I, was this, a very mature way of telling the yes. story. Yes, like it was very straightforward, yeah. but they and you could tell they didn't mince words. Like they they meant what they put in there. Yeah, and it was told so beautifully. Yeah, that it, it just it drove the point home. 
I well, and yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say uh, with with Wade Wade Ripple, the the water guy. If you don't know who Wade is, yeah, um, being such a lovable character in himself, yes, uh, it was a little different from a traditional Disney movie for where the guy was chasing right. the girl for once. It wasn't the girl chasing yeah. the guy. Wade was the one popping up to her and and always finding opportunities to, you know, be with her. And even whenever uh, she was mad at him, he still came to her rescue at her lowest moment. And it, it was it just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just and then you get that signature. Well, I don't want to spoil the movie for people who haven't right. seen it because it's uh, when this episode is premiering, I believe it's basically coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, but it's a great it's just a great story and it does have some it does have some signature pixar moments in it right yeah uh you get some of that playfulness you get some of that those serious tones and some of those uh for lack of uh, not wanting to uh spoil the movie you get some of those disappointment uh you know moments as well so the i think it was i think it's one of the best pixar movies they've done in probably 10 years um, it's the and let's just talk about the animation for a second guys like the colors and the Dude, styling yeah. and my goodness like they nailed they nailed this to get the yeah. effects of the elements interacting incredible that was incredible yeah bro yeah, let me tell you something I, so I, <laughs> when we watched it this past weekend uh i actually bought it on um fandango through voodoo uh, I had some yeah. Fandango points and I just basically got the movie for like a couple of dollars and I got it in 4k ultra high definition. Oh yeah. My yep. goodness. Best way to see it. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, it's, it was insane. It's beautiful. Yeah. That opening scene when you see the city. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's just, it's I, full I definitely of, applaud it's full of great animation. It's yeah, it's, it's a great story, like you said. And so, yes, please, if you haven't seen this movie yet, please go do so. Spread the word. You know, this was a movie that was slower to take off, but it actually yeah. ended up have, it's getting some really strong numbers in the theater release. Uh, and so I, I'm very much uh, for this movie, and I think it should get uh, a little bit more limelight as it, um, you know, as it comes yeah. out to the public a little yeah. more. You uh, will come good. to love Wade. You will come yeah. to love him and get yeah, ready for an us. infectious earworm of a theme song for that movie. Cause that song is so good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They did a good job. Like I said, all around really, really good movie. Go check it out. If you haven't, uh, it's uh, it was really good. And I'm glad that you finally got the chance to see it, both of you so that we could, you know, have a good, uh, good connecting conversation around it. Finally. Cause I didn't want to yeah, spoil you, it yeah. for you guys. Yeah. It was how, refreshing how you described to see it Pixar. Was great. Yeah, it was refreshing to see Pixar though uh, roll out a movie like like this for this modern era because it's been a while since yeah. Pixar has had a movie of this magnitude uh, hit yeah. the scene, in my opinion. And my last comment on it is like, do you feel like Pixar has like hit the growing up stage? Do you feel like that? In a way, because I mean, they're getting away from the franchises that have been going since the inception of Pixar. They're they're starting to move on to new ideas. Yeah, no, which, that's what I appreciate, right? Well, like the, step, the next stepping stone, I should say. Yeah, yeah, well, there's been a lot of changes at Pixar over the last five yeah. years, right? And Facts. so they need to build a new foundation. And 
you know, the past few attempts haven't really been all that great. And I think this one is, they, I think they nailed it. And so yes. elemental was a home run in my opinion. Um, let's hope that, um, that more and more people jump on this, uh, when it, when it hits, uh, uh, you know, and it's, um, I hope that we see more of it, uh, and more like this because it was, it was great. So Agreed. there's our, uh, elemental conversation and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good one. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Go watch it now. All right, guys. So um, let's get into the the real the real main idea of this uh, this episode today. Um, as we all are, we are Disney fanatics, historians, experts, all self proclaimed. But uh, when you <laughs> think of <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you think of Mister Walter Elias Disney, and if there's few things that you know about him, what was one of his most um, prominent interests? when it came to just the world itself? Uh, I'm going to say trains. Yeah. Trains yeah. were one of them because uh, he, uh, he had a, a replica train built in his entire backyard in, uh, in California. He was, inf- he, he was infatuated with, with being mobile and, and finding ways of getting around and uh, transportation. If you really, yeah, really yeah, he was down. He was very uh, avid on transportation methods and, you know, leading the cutting edge of, you know, basically moving people, which is where the people mover came from uh, in our beloved Magic Kingdom. And, uh, yeah, Walt Disney was a visionary when it came to, uh, you know, basically Mm -hmm. getting people moved around and mobility. We're going to discuss all of the different methods from the past and the modern era of Disney parks and resorts. And, you know, talk about our favorite ways of getting around and the pros and cons of each one. And yeah, we're just going to, you know, share our thoughts and build our ultimate list of, you know, great ways to get around Disney parks and resorts. Yeah. Because, you know, over, over the course, you know, our experiences of, of visiting Walt Disney world in particular, you know, different modes of transportation have come and gone. Um, they're, they've changed uh, routes even uh, for some you know existing transportation methods. And frankly, there's just there's just some preferred ways to get around, or I would say you know more preferable ways to get around than other situations. Uh, so you know our goal is to you know kind of give you our takes based on our personal experiences on, you know, some of these situations, some of these based around these transportation methods. So if you find yourself visiting Walt Disney World Resort, then if you, you know, you need to get somewhere from point A to point B, then you will be able to have a little better understanding of what may be the best way or just an alternative way uh, to get around uh, based on based on your situation. So like I said, there's there's some there's some uh, methods better than others given the time place day so uh so yeah (laughs) the weather big factor factor. so let's start there let's start there let's you know obviously everyone's going to know you know about the monorail right it's even in our name right it's the it's iconic it's synonymous with with disney whether it's disneyland uh walt disney world resort in florida even in the other parks around the world even you know tokyo has a monorail, right? So it, it, it's become synonymous as a transportation method has become synonymous with uh, Disney, right? And Disney parks. And so 
the monorail, although it's is it is the number one. Th- I'm I'm going to say the number one transportation method that I'll you agree. would think of when it comes to Disney. Uh, it's not really that extensive at, at Walt Disney World, right? No, it's when very you think simple. about it, ain't. it's it's very simple, and but it only t- it only has a few touch points. So yeah. that can that's a, it actually has a pretty strong drawback uh, to to it. Uh, so just to, let's just give an overview on the the routing and the um, and the monorail system itself. Uh, just so everyone uh, can be familiar, if you're not if you're listening and you're not familiar. So of course the monorail uh, is connected to Magic Kingdom Park, uh, and it go it has two portions. One is the referred to as the resort loop. Uh, it goes around Seven Seas Lagoon and stops at each of the resorts on Seven Seas Lagoon. So starting with the Contemporary Resort, it then makes a stop over uh, at Polynesian, then at the uh, Grand Floridian, and back around to Magic Kingdom. Uh, including it, a stop at TTC. And, yes, including the stop at TTC. Uh, so then you have the, the express monorail that goes directly from Magic Kingdom to TTC, which is the parking lot essentially for Magic Kingdom, and then back. That is the express loop essentially for for uh, for that. And um, it's usually the most busy. Yes, yes. Um, so that's the loop that you have there, and it's probably the the most well known loop. Um, other than that, there's only one other place that monorail goes, and that's to Epcot from the TTC, from Ticket and Transportation Center right there next to the Polynesian, essentially. Uh, and so you can take a, a round trip, basically, uh, from TTC to Epcot, uh, which is uh, lets you off right at the front gates of Epcot at the main entrance. And then uh, you can take that back around, uh, back to TTC, if you will. So that's it. It's not a whole lot going around for the monorail, really. So to break that down for you, you have access to three resorts, and two theme parks mm-hmm. for yep. the for the monorail in, in its entirety. Yeah. Um, also, it's not a great place to get stuck on. <laughs> no. If you've and it will paid any attention to the news. <laughs> yeah, it can. It can happen in the last handful sure. of years. Yeah, it can happen for sure. Uh, it's been a topic of conversation lately uh, regarding, you know, maintenance and inspections and things like that. But uh so yeah, it's a, it's an age system. It's an aging system, but uh, like I said, it's it's synonymous with Disney. It has a pretty good it has a pretty good role. Uh, it's a it's a fun way to get around. I'll say that that's for Definitely. sure. Yeah, I love the ride to Epcot. Like that's that's always a good break. Yeah, the 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 cool thing about the Epcot portion is the loop around the park itself before oh, you yeah. get to the station. Uh, that is the. Uh, that is probably the coolest part. It is also the line that picks up the top speed on the monorail as well. Yep. Uh, so if you take it, uh, if you take the Epcot line, uh, then uh, you will pick up the top speed, which is about 32 miles an hour on that monorail. Pretty impressive, actually. So if you find yourself um, at needing to get to Magic Kingdom and that monorail is full, uh, what are your other options to get to uh, get to the park there, guys? Well, if you're parked at TTC, like most ticketed guests are, you have the ferry boats, which there are two different ferry boats that run at any given time, and they hold 
quite a bit of people. I, I actually think yeah. they move people faster than the monorail does just by the sheer um, volume of people they can get on those boats and get across the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon. But yeah, uh, yeah basically you j- you get on the ferry, it pulls up to the front gates of Magic Kingdom and it docks up and you unload the first and second decks at one time because they have like a two-level uh, two system of uh, exiting stairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you're back on the ground, you're 20 steps away from a turnstile. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's actually my preferred method to get to the park from TTC. Um, it's it's a little bit slower. It can be a little bit slower than the monorail sometimes. Monorail is just so popular. Like I said, everyone just loves to get on the monorail and ride it. I, and that's why I prefer the open air atmosphere of the ferry. Uh, not nothing like catching that cool breeze coming across Seven Seas Lagoon. It's oh, amazing. And uh, and so it's so it's it's the transportation option we choose the most whenever we are parking at TTC to go to Magic Kingdom. Uh, but uh, it's it is good. It's just it can be a little bit slower uh, because they do wait for it to fill up essentially most of the time, uh, depending on the crowd, uh, and then. You know, it's basically, you know, one boat going and the other boat coming back um, yep. at a time. So, and it, and it takes a little bit of time to get across that lake, right? It's about a yeah. 10, you know, 10 minute ride. Uh, on average, it's from the time that you park at TTC and to the time that you get on the ferry boat and get to the gates, uh, it can, it's about a 30 minute, 40 minute. Yeah, I would say 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. So, if you're going to TTC and then you're going to and you plan on going on the ferry, just just know that time wise, if plan around that, that it's going to take you about 30 to 40 minutes from the time that you park at TTC to actually get into the gates of Magic Kingdom. So uh, just be just be aware. That's all. Uh, just a little tip there. Also, guys, did you know that there are buses at TTC that run to Magic Kingdom? Uh yes, I off think to I the side. Did at one uh, point. Yeah. There yes. is a small bus lot. Yes, the small bus lot. Hardly anyone knows that it even exists because everyone's so enamored with either heading straight, you know, as fast as they can to the monorail ramp or to the ferry boats that they pass over the the buses on the right hand side. Uh, if you're walking towards the uh, the monorail station, and because of that. Most of the time, you can catch a bus, and it's much faster. Maybe the fastest option from TTC to Magic Kingdom. Uh, so if you're ever uh, in a time crunch, uh, or you see the lines backing up for the monorail station and for the ferry boat, the buses are there to take you. Um, they'll drive you out of TTC, uh, straight past uh, the Contemporary, and then uh, you'll drive up in the bus depot right there uh, in front of the uh, gates to to Magic Kingdom. So just a little bit of tricks of the trade there. Uh, and so don't overlook it, and especially don't overlook it if it is a busy day and those lines are backing up for those more popular transportation options. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of tricks of the trade, if, uh, if you luck up, which I've, I like doing this whenever I'm able to, if you park far enough over in the villains area, uh, you're actually right there close to the Polynesian. You could just walk oh, yeah. over to the Polynesian and hop on the resort loop monorail and yes. make your way back around to Magic Kingdom or even hop in one of the boats that takes you, the other smaller boats that takes you across there you uh, go. Seven Seas Lagoon to Magic Kingdom. So there's 
tons of ways to yes. to loophole whenever things aren't yes. very ideal. Yeah, we even we even kind of did a little bit different version of that when we were staying at the Polynesian back this spring, this last spring. Right. We were coming back from Magic Kingdom at night and the monorail was very busy. Ferry boats were also very busy. Uh, we'd stayed basically towards park closing. So, you know, it's the mass exodus from Magic Kingdom. Everyone's, you know, seen the fireworks and now are, are departing and going their respective ways. And uh, so what we did was we, instead of taking the ferry boat or anything like that, we took the monorail back to Polynesian but then we just walked around instead of taking the instead of taking the monorail the resort loop monorail which is backed up we took the express one to TTC and mm -hmm. we were able to then just walk to the right down the path to the Polynesian and we were yep. in our room you know less than five minutes later so it was um you know instead of waiting for the for the resort monorail you if you if you are staying at the Polynesian you do have that luxury as well where you could take that express to the TTC and then just walk to the poly. So, so speaking of resort specific uh, transportation options, uh, let's talk about Port Orleans and Ooh, uh, yeah. Saratoga. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those, uh, the resort and yeah, old Key West. Uh, they have some boats that you can board taking you to and from your resort to Disney Springs. Yes. Uh, Jordan, uh, I know you recently, <laughs> Stayed at Saratoga, Old Key West, uh, and we personally have used this from uh, Riverside, and it's it's a critical piece of transportation for that area. Oh, absolutely! Because the bus loops are yes. ridiculous; they're long for for this area. It, yeah. It's it's not worth your time unless you absolutely have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it, to be, to add color because they share the buses. So not right. only uh, Port Orleans, Riverside and Port Orleans, French quarter, respectively uh, share the bus system. So the, each resort has multiple stops. I believe it's about six or seven in total that it yeah, kind of makes a loop like around both resorts to stop at. And so that can be a lengthy bus ride when you're trying to get back to back to your area of those respective resorts. So having having boat transportation to a place like Disney Springs where we were able to go and and have, you know, great food, great entertainment, uh, you know, great shopping, all of that, right? It's an entertainment district and it's at your fingertips with a simple boat ride and frankly guys, a, a great a scenic great boat ride. You get a little bit of that that breeze going again, like I mentioned, and it's just a nice, comfortable ride. And you know, you it spits you out essentially right there at Rainforest Cafe, and uh, right next to Saratoga Springs. And it's just a great way to kind of get right in the thick of Disney Springs and basically start attacking it. Right, and it's just it's so convenient. It runs late, so you can spend a good amount of time at Disney Springs. And not risk not being able to get back. It's it's a really good method. Uh, you get to see some really cool things, like you said, yep. Justin, along the way. I uh, like the tree houses at Saratoga, like the golf courses. It's really a beautiful ride, and um, and to be able to have that at your fingertips changes the nature of those resorts as a whole. I think if those boats weren't there, 
I mean, it's it's a different ball game. Exactly. And we're t- we've mentioned this in previous episodes, like seeing this side of Disney, the real quiet, woodsy. Oh yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think you're in downtown Orlando. You wouldn't think you're in downtown where Disney is with the hustle and bustle that Disney is known to be. You wouldn't know you were there on these. Absolutely uh, not. Would you say ten to twenty minute rides? Yeah, it's roughly fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And what what better way to cap off an evening than some R and R? Yeah. Before you go have a nice meal at Disney Springs and enjoying an evening and the festivities around Disney Springs. I mean, to me, there's nothing better. And there's so many different offerings at Disney Springs to take advantage of that. This is just a a no brainer option that you would definitely want to use at these resorts that have this option yeah and we're not going to just stop at at the disney springs portion of boat access because you have a whole nother portion of boat access on disney property and that being at the epcot resort loop so we're talking yeah. about boardwalk and yacht and beach swan and dolphin the friendship boats will take you to uh, International Gateway, which is the side uh, entrance to Epcot from the Skyliner area, which we will talk about mm-hmm. at, at the later portion of this episode. We're saving that for later for a very good mm-hmm. reason. But again, the friendship boats, they take you all the way through the boardwalk area and even to Hollywood Studios and making stops mm-hmm. at uh, you know all these respective resorts. And you know, once again, it's just another way for people to maybe get away from the crowds a little and enjoy a nice peaceful boat ride. And, you know, me and these two fine gentlemen, we actually uh, enjoyed a nice morning on a pontoon boat and got to drive right past the friendship boats as they were bringing um, patrons back and forth to the parks and resorts and, uh, you know, very friendly waving and, and, you know, saying hey to each other. And uh, yeah, just a great thing. It's a really great thing. And commenting on both of these uh, boat options, gentlemen. How many times have you seen these boats completely full? Hardly ever. Yeah, my point exactly. Yeah. You're not going to be elbow to elbow with anybody. You're going to have space for you and your party. Yeah, and it's a it's an underutilized transportation option if we really want to talk I think about so. it. Yeah, it's very underutilized, and I'm I'm happy about that in a way because now some more people are going to be like, hey, let's try this next time since we heard it from off the monorail. So you're welcome. In That's the, the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Let me paint a picture for you. Uh, this is what this is what the difference that this can make. Uh, Tell the people, Jordan. It is. Um, it's August 30th, 2019. Uh, staying at the staying at the beach club, Disney's beach club resort. Uh, it's roughly 5 a.m. in the morning and I'm getting ready, getting myself ready while the rest of my family sleeps in. And I'm about to embark on a walk, roughly 25 minute walk from Beach Club uh, to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, As I get down towards the water, um, about to start my walk, um, Friendship Boat tugs along and uh, honks his horn to, uh, to board some people there at the docks right there at Yacht Club and Beach Club. And uh, so I decided to to hop on. And that boat had me at the front gates of Hollywood Studios about 10 minutes later. Um, it's important because that boat bought me about 15 to 20 minutes, roughly, 
at very early in the morning, roughly 5.30, 5.45 at this time. And it was crucial on this particular day. Does anyone know what happened August 29th, 2019 at Hollywood Studios? Ooh. This was... 2019, uh, 2019, Galaxy's Edge? It's the grand opening of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh, wow. Studios. And I was able to beat a large number of people waiting to get in and waiting in line outside of Hollywood Studios to get in because I was able to take that friendship boat to Hollywood Studios. I was able to get in and experience, um, you know, experience the mad rush personally. I was <laughs> able to get on Slinky Dog Dash at 6.02 in the morning. I was able to then go uh, walk into Galaxy's Edge um, for the first time uh, at roughly 6.30 a.m. and take it all in. And I was on uh, I was on the Millennium Falcon about 20 minutes later. And Incredible. I attribute all that and my ability to do all those things because I was able to get that friendship boat that early in the morning and save myself an extra 15 to 20 minutes of walking time. Really is so, a beautiful thing. It's it was great. I was back in my I, now. I took the walk back from from Hollywood Studios back to Beach Club. That's how I know how long the walk is. And I was able to come back. Family's just you know just starting to wake up for the day. And you know I've I've had a, a fun filled morning already. I experienced some some you know brand Incredible. new items. So that's how that's the difference that these transportation options can make uh, when it comes down to some experiences at at these parks. Uh, so agree more. just a little, uh, just a little antidote of, um, you know, what you're, what you're up against here and what you, what you can look forward to if you take advantage of some of these transportation options. So, so it's kind of like, you know, the honorable mention of the entire thing here. Let's talk about trams for just a brief moment. <laughs> trams are back. You know, you know, that, that 10 minute walk from your car to the, to the gates where you get scanned and everything, you know, a tram ride is nice. I don't know if you ever that made that. You, I don't know if you ever made that walk with my kids, but it sure ain't damn ten minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess I guess that depends. Yeah, Stopping to tie a shoe, you know, but, they, they drop it. But then, that. but then, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I Justin has one kid, so it's a little easier. Yeah. We have multiple. They're, not, they're fighting with each other. You know, yeah, it's just tired, pissed off. Yes. Yep. Can't relate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but a, a tram, you know, can serve its purpose. Yeah, it's not the most glamorous. You know, I love the tram. It's loud. I love it too. I personally, love it. you know what my favorite part about the trams is? Oh, what's that? My favorite part about the trams is that they are fueled by biodiesel that is uh, yep. refined from spent vegetable oil used within the park's restaurants. Uh, yeah, that's probably. why the diesel smells slightly sweet and maybe kind of like French fries because that's what it once was until it starts tooting out that exhaust pipe. <laughs> well, now, I'm like, now it wants French fries. Yeah. 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 <laughs> poutine to be exact. Yes, please. Yes, sir. Please. Body by Poutine. Go check out the shirt in the shop off the monorails.com. Yeah. The trams there, you know, they've kind of evolved over the years too. Like uh, it was very nice to see them come back after the the pandemic in a very staggered uh method i guess you could say uh you know like a they three took year forever staggered. to come back <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's another thing that gets people from point a to point b it's, you know by the time you get to the gates of magic kingdom you could have already rode three different types of disney transportation 
Just think about that. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Another one I like to talk about is another fairly common one, which I, I would say, other than the monorail, uh, probably the most popular and widely used method, that being the Disney bus system. And yes, absolutely. Yep. We we have spent many time on Disney buses, whether that be traveling back and from uh, Disney resorts, Disney parks, Disney Springs, uh, you name it. And these buses are limited specifically to uh, resort guests for the most part because they do have uh, respectable routes back and forth between uh, parks and, you know, certain resorts because buses are allotted to certain resort areas. Um, mm-hmm. But yet again, everyone uh, else, Disney Springs. <laughs> I, I would I would like to know the number of buses that Disney has in their fleet overall because it's got oh, to be man. the the thousand at least. It's it's yeah, it's got to be a lot. That's for sure. It's got to be they a are, lot. They're a saving grace. I know that. I mean, the the convenience of being able to just walk out the doors of say Pop Century, you know, from the yeah. gift shop and grab a bus yep. and be at magic kingdom in 10 minutes and you're being dropped off right at the gate and t- completely skipping TTC in the monorail line. Uh, yeah, y- you can't, you can't beat it, especially if you're closing down the parks and, uh, <laughs> need that, that direct route back. Uh, yeah. Not to mention yeah. their AC kicks ass too. Oh yeah. Yes, that AC, the Disney bus AC hits different, especially if they're long day at the park and you're yes, just in there and let the hum go. Oh man! Oh, uh, that that yeah. engine hum is something else. You yes. want to talk about some good sleep? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you, you, could, you could take a little snooze for a couple of minutes on that. Easy, easy. Ask me how Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I will say, I think it's. I think it to be fair, Ryan. I, I I do think it's. I think it's fair to mention that those buses can become crowded every yep. now and then, especially depending oh, the on the resorts, yes. right? Like so, Pop Century, right? Pop Century is one of the hardest buses to get um, as far as like because the the lines build up for them so much. And so uh, and and so the demand, the supply is not there for the demand at some depending on at, you know, the at certain hours. Um, right. And so I've been in that situation where I've wait, been waiting on a bus at Pop Century for like 20, 30 minutes. Like it's been yep, pretty too. brutal uh to do that so i think it's worth mentioning I mean, they can fill up and man when you're the one having to stand and hold the yep. you know the, hold the the railing to to stand in the middle of the bus and you know be worried you're about trying, trying to, to you're trying not to rub up against yeah, yeah yeah it's just uh it, it can be a pain in the ass a little bit um so but it's i think it's important and i do think it's important also to double check you know the bus patterns and which buses are going and where they are going to from your resort uh, or the park respectively, because some, some resorts don't have buses that go to every park or vice versa, right? Like they'll have like your Epcot ones where they will, they will have buses that go to, um, you know, to magic kingdom or animal kingdom, but for, they may not have a bus that goes to Hollywood studios or to Epcot because Disney believes that, oh, because of the proximity to those parks, that you should take the friendship boats instead of having a bus. Yep. So Disney Skyliner. does does have a save. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, Can't you wait. know, they they do believe in some of that, you know, situating. So just pay some pay some attention to that as well. So you don't 
really kind of get stranded or be waiting on a bus that's never going to come for yeah. your uh, for your resort or for that park. Um, I do I do want to um, mention a little quick tip, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so in Google Maps, you can actually search and see the transportation schedules, the estimated transportation schedules for that day. Oh, wow. So respective to your resorts, you can go to Google Maps and go to and basically search the, search the resort, you know, search in that area, then search um, the transportation method and it will show you the boat schedules. It will show you the bus schedules. So you can actually see estimated again, but when those certain times are running and where they're running to. So it's a good way to plan uh, and it's a little tip uh, for you guys. So uh, Google Maps has that feature and very easy to use. And I believe the Disney app also has a, a bus timer when you're within their geofence. Uh, yeah, mistaken, uh, under I your resort page it, uh, in your plans, you can actually pull up the bus schedule respectable for your resort. That is correct. And another uh, tip as far as the buses go, because uh, we're kind of uh, showing off our, our tips and tricks of the trade here, uh, <laughs> like the scenario Jordan just listed about uh, maybe waiting for a bus for Pop Century at Magic Kingdom. And when it's closing time for the parks, uh, there's usually a lot of people going back to Pop Century, and it might be two to three buses before you actually are able to get on one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually done this before, and um, take advantage of... Uh, other resorts in close proximity to pop century, such as art of animation, Caribbean beach, Riviera, uh, Riviera being, uh, I would say a smaller resort as far as guest capacity, um, catch the bus to Riviera and then jump on another form of transportation that will take you through the air to pop century. I've done that. I've taken buses to Caribbean beach and, you know, went through the air and this unnamed uh, form of transportation. Uh, <laughs> and it's, we still beat uh, the original time that the bus was going to get there. Oh, and yeah. you get to, uh, you know, walk through a nice resort, maybe get a bathroom break before you uh, make the rest of your journey back. One more thing about the buses too. One of my favorite ways to use them. And I've, I've said this a few times on this show in past episodes, but I love parking at Disney Springs in the yes. garages and then going over to the the bus loop and then taking the bus over to a, you know, to a resort and going enjoying a meal at that resort maybe if it's close to Epcot I you know poke into the International Gateway and go to World Showcase for a bit then pop back out uh, but it's a great way that if you want to go experience some of these resorts and you know a lot of times it's very hard to go park at a resort nowadays because of the restrictions they put in place that you know yep. you have to be staying there essentially to to get there uh that you can go experience a lot of the great food that these resorts have to offer and the again their proximity to some of the parks um by parking at disney springs taking a quick five minute walk over to the bus you know depot and uh, taking a respective bus to to the resort of your choice and yeah. uh, it's you can make it. You can actually make a day out of it. We we have absolutely done that, uh, and it's a great way absolutely. to just experience some new things and con- continue to explore uh, everything that Walt Disney World has to offer. So I strongly encourage the audience to to go try this out and and see some new things and do some you know have some new experience at, at Disney. It's yeah, a it's a great way. Like I say, if you have a pass that has a blackout date. 
in the middle yeah. of your vacation, a great way to get some value out of your day and go see a new resort and enjoy the amenities there. Like Jordan said, the food, the atmosphere, That's the, the way views. To do it. Uh, yeah. It, some of the best times I've Nothing had doing you. that. Yeah. We've Honestly. literally, we, we literally one morning went to Disney Springs, parked there in the, in the garage, which is also great because you have shaded parking, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, we, we went over, we we're, we got there for like first thing, like I said. And so we were able to get in the regular line for Gideon's waited like 15 minutes, got some, got some cookies and some, and some cold brew. And then, uh, we rode the bus over to, uh, to Riviera. And then we just got to walk around the Riviera, got some treats over there. Uh, Le Petit Cafe. We went over to Bar Riva and had some nice lunch. You know, I love those wings and yes, just walked around, right? We just walked around the loop Carib- Caribbean beach and just had a great afternoon. And then we just took the bus back to D- Disney Springs Go back to the car and we're we're done for the day. It's just best it's way of killing great, six hours. Right, it's there. a great way to experience some new things and some new areas and just get around and enjoy the day. Uh, so yeah, I love that idea, Ryan. The, the the idea of you know you're there on vacation, but you may have a blockout date or something. Uh, that take advantage and and yeah, go. If you're already down there, yeah, why not? Yeah, and it's a great way to get that small so, taste of it before making the investment of staying there. Yes, yes, yes. It, it we you, you could not be <laughs> more accurate with that statement. We that's essentially what we have done, right? Like we we've gone to all these resorts and one visited them uh, prior to staying at any of them. Like I I probably visited Riviera three or four times before I actually stayed there, mm-hmm. um, and you know. But and that's I could say the same thing about a handful of resorts. Uh, so again, yeah, it's a great way. I love that suggestion. Definitely, uh, definitely go do it. So we've covered transportation by land. We've also covered transportation by water. We've covered transportation by the monorail. There's only one thing left, gentlemen. Let's head to the sky. The Disney Skyliner. Yes, sir. Uh, we are. We are. V- huge fans of the skyliner access and its purpose and uh i think the the number one thing that attracts us to the skyliner more than anything is sheerly the amount of access points accessibility baby. that you have accessibility and, and how quick you can get around the property so quick yeah the Di- the disney skyliner the access that you mentioned, Justin, is like none other, right? It's how many resorts does this thing actually touch? It's got uh, Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, Riviera, and then let's count everything on the boardwalk. Boardwalk, yacht, beach, swan, dolphin. That's nine plus, resorts. Plus two theme parks. <laughs> plus two theme parks being Epcot and Hollywood Studios respectively. I it's all within 11 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we open this episode, this topic at least, this topic portion with the most recognizable uh transportation option at Disney being the monorail. And the sheer amount that it it touches one theme park and three resorts. The amount of respect that the Skyliner deserves is tremendous when you think about the, yeah. the accessibility 
that you have with this. Um, yes, as you, like you said, Justin, we are huge fans of the Disney Skyliner. Uh, we cannot wait to see it be expanded. Um, but yeah. for those in the audience that may be listening, have never been on the Skyliner, don't know what we're talking about. Ryan, do you want to give the, the audience a little bit more detail on what they can you know, expect to, uh, to board the Disney Skyliner and kind of what it is? Yeah, I would love to. So it's almost like a uh, cable car gondola system that is suspended in the air, which is why it's called the Skyliner, because you are indeed in the sky. But yeah, it's an enclosed gondola car that is suspended from a cable, and it's on a pulley system that looks like giant power poles. And they are strung in a line, and a giant motor turns the cable, and it carries you through to various resorts and parks. And there is actually a main station at the Caribbean Beach Resort area where it is a junction between two different lines. Uh, well, actually three, if you will, because uh, one end yeah. of it goes to Art of Animation and Pop Century. And then another end goes adjacent to that towards Hollywood Studios. And another one goes straight away that goes to Epcot and Riviera and the Boardwalk area. But yeah, it's a, so great. The The cars are enclosed. They have windows and everything, but they have specially designed uh, intake vents that promote air movement. So it, there's never like hot, stale air uh, going, yeah. you know, just kind of staying stagnant inside the cabin. Uh, these things are specifically designed, even in low wind conditions, to create moving air to keep you cool and man like during the fall months it works yeah well during the fall months though when there's like a little snap in the air it doesn't get much better than that with a nice hoodie on and a fresh coffee yes yes yeah it's it's really hard to beat um it it can now it can be a little scary right like it can be a little daunting in the air yeah Yeah, it can be daunting for some people there's definitely a, a height element to this uh, it, there's a little bit of a speed element to it as well. Um, yeah. so I, I get a little, you know, I can understand if someone, uh, would be hesitant to, uh, get on this transportation method just because of that fact. Um, now, yeah, it, it may have a, uh, there's been a few instances where it's been, has been stopped for an extended period of time. Uh, so mm-hmm. that I don't think would be fun. Um, but Needless to say, I, I do think it's one of the best, if not the best, transportation method at Walt Disney World. Um, I do want to I do want to allow a second for Ryan to mention what can happen sometimes um, in a from a negative perspective for the Skyliner. Yeah, uh, one of the main things that can negatively impact the Skyliner would be weather. So during any type of lightning environment, uh, they will shut the Skyliner down and pretty much the, they'll get the people off of there that are currently on it, but they just won't add people to it. They'll just empty out all the gondolas and pretty much just cycle them empty until the lightning restriction is lifted. But also um, my family experienced an outage Uh, while down at Disney. We were actually staying at uh, Art of Animation when this happened, and we were at the Caribbean Beach Station coming back to our resort, and the entire Disney system pretty much had an outage. And it was communication devices, it was uh, cash registers, any type of credit card readers. It just had a a complete 
company-wide outage in the Orlando area. And uh, that included the Skyliner. So all of the communication devices and the weather devices and everything for the Skyliner were kaput. And mm. we were stuck there for about two hours. And mm. uh, eventually they will send buses uh, to come get guests that want to opt out to take a bus back to their respective resort. But that can be sheer chaos. And uh, it actually <laughs> caused us to miss our DoorDash delivery. And this was during the, the COVID times. So the the front desk could not hold our food for us. So our food ended up getting left by our room. And uh, some nice, honest person stole $78 worth of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's one of those things and, you know, we, we talked to the resort about it and Disney made it right through us. Um, so no harm, no foul there. It's one of those things you, you know, when, uh, with great modern technology comes, you know, additional issues. And sometimes you just have to remain calm and just, you know, roll with the punches and realize that it's somebody's job to fix it. And this was not intended. So you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just best to remain calm at things. It, it always works out, regardless you're at Disney. Yep. Yeah. Ryan, where were you stuck at uh, in, in your particular situation? And then how did you, what was the resolution ultimately? Yeah, we were um, we were stuck at the actual Caribbean Beach, and, uh, Caribbean Beach transfer station, uh, okay. going back to Art of Animation. And um, we just pretty much the sat out. The last leg of the journey. Yeah, we just sat it out and um, we waited okay. for the, everything to come back up. And it was like literally mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat once they figured out uh, where the system glitched out. Uh, it seems like everything just all of a sudden came back to life. And cast members, you know, were bringing bottles of water and snacks around, mm-hmm. uh, had some entertainment for the kids. They were giving out stickers and stuff like that. And uh, so they, they did right with the crowd that way. And, um, you know, Disney was able to um, compensate us for our food that we lost. Um, so, you know, it, they, they made it right. We explained the situation um, and, you know, we, we were very hat in hand and very uh, sincere about it, knowing that uh, it's just one of those things that happens sometimes. And, uh, yeah, you know, as long as you remain calm about it, you can usually get a pretty reasonable resolution and uh, everybody comes away a winner, which is the best yeah. one, the best way to do it. Yeah, I think, you know, it's just always important to, you know, keep in mind, right? Like it, it's it's the real world, right? Like, yes, we are yeah, in this yeah. bubble and, you know, there's not a lot of things that go wrong um, at, you know, when, when you're in the Disney bubble, but but they can, right? They can go awry and off schedule and it's important to uh, keep a level, keep a level head throughout it. And I, and I think even on that note, I would say, 60 to 70 percent of Walt Disney World's problems you could probably throw under weather related incidences yeah more than likely yeah and I will say say that incident uh inspired me to eventually uh be a maintenance crew member for the Skyliner uh, route so throughout the lifetime (laughs) of this podcast I will vow at some point that I will work for uh the maintenance department at the Walt Disney World Company. That's that's like a, a goal of mine now at this point because I'm so intrigued by by the Skyliner. <laughs> yeah, I will say um, I will give you a, give you guys a chance to show off your um, 
your allegiance or your uh, your fandom of the Skyliner by uh, showing off how much how many memorabilia pieces do you have oh my gosh. reflecting oh, I will of the put Skyliner that together for itself. a post this week. That is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of just on my desk, just on my I, desk right now, five things that I can see right now. <laughs> Pins. I can think of, let's see, shirt, hats, popcorn bucket, hat. Pop, uh, I got yeah, a coffee I've got four cup. right there. Yeah. I got a coffee okay. cup yeah, that Ryan's is literally a, a Skyliner cup. gondola. Yeah. All three of my yeah. kids have Skyliner shirts. I have a Skyliner popcorn bucket <laughs> that is on top of my computer right now next to Figment. Yeah, I think Ryan's got us beat. <laughs> this is, I, this, I, I just want to kind of paint. <laughs> I, I just kind of want to paint the picture of like the impact that the Skyliner has had on us, and especially Ryan, Justin. But, but yeah, it, it it goes without saying, uh, you know, that I'm Team Skyliner. I don't know about the rest of you <laughs> yeah. fellas, but I'm yeah, I'm taking 100%. to the skies one hundred percent. Yeah, and hopefully, as we've discussed on a, a few of these episodes, uh, hopefully we get to see some expansion of the Skyliner at some point. In the yeah, relatively we've already near future, at this. yeah, I yeah, because I, I think we're right. Let's see, fingers crossed. But yeah, that's um, it is one of if if not the ultimate, it's one of the ultimate ways to get around Walt Disney World Resort and experience the like we mentioned at the forefront of this, the accessibility that it offers is second to none. Let's face yeah. it. So yeah, Walt yeah. would be damn proud of it. I can tell yes. you that. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So there you have it. Uh, we've got some, we've covered pretty much every transportation method at Walt Disney World outside of the actual parks themselves. Of course, you have the train system that goes around Magic Kingdom. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great uh, boats. Yeah, you name it. Yes, People exactly. Mover. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you take a little bit uh, of this information and absorb it and can put it to practice and improve your next, uh, your next trip experience at Walt Disney world resort. And, you know, just have a, you know, enhanced time. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have fun along the way, but try to be informative and help you, uh, with your Disney vacations. Get so, things quicker, make more time for fun experiences exactly. and memories because time yeah. is what Ryan, it is money, my good sir. Yeah, and it's just money. That's right. Remember it. Yep. So before we go, we like to uh, take some mention of some of our great partners we get to work with. Uh, there are affiliate links down in our episode description for all of these uh, wonderful partners. So if you'd like to support the show and support them, please go check all of them out, uh, including none other than Ryan. Our friends over at Expedition Roasters. Uh if you like coffee, this is the place for you. Uh, theme park inspired, pop culture inspired. If you like Harry Potter, Disney, uh, you name it, they've got the flavors that will uh, satisfy. I can tell you that because uh, yes. I know between the three of us, we've probably ordered about 25 bags uh, just in a little bit of time that we have been partnered with these folks. And I can't wait to buy 100 more. Um, yes. Honestly, yes. I feel like I drink more coffee now since we have started <laughs> buying coffee from these people because it's just so good it um, is it really is so the blueberry good. cobbler by the way the mummy blueberry cobbler insane insanely yeah, it is. good it's so good and you know the flavors are so i guess tastefully subtle 
yeah. but they're still yes. forward enough. But but you still, it's coffee you're drinking. It's not like you're drinking synthetic yes. peanut butter or some shit. Correct. You know, like, it's not that <laughs> artificial stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's really really good. Yeah. They even have alcohol inspired flavors, and I love the Fortune and Glory. Uh, like a, it's a bourbon and streusel flavor, and yeah. man, you drink that just straight black. Oh. Even as iced coffee, it's so good. And I actually like we'll put like a little splash of Kahlua or something in it, and um, it's it's so really good. Um, but yeah, uh, before I get on too much of a tangent and start drooling on my keyboard, uh, <laughs> be sure that you uh, use the affiliate link in our episode description for our great friends at Expedition Roasters. And upon checkout, make sure you use our code off the monorails, our namesake. It's very easy to remember. And this will save you 10% on every order in the future that you use this code. And another great tip is to get your cart to $65 or more and you get free shipping within the U.S. So uh, two great ways to save some money and, uh, and get yourself some, some great coffee because uh, it's, it's, it's my coffee for life now. If coffee doesn't do it for you, then our friends over at 1901 Candle Co., can surely do it for you with their candles uh along the same lines the same theme just great sense and these candles last quite a long time and uh it's done on purpose for that they're locally owned here in northeast florida so you're helping support a small shop here and they are just fantastic people great products and uh gentlemen the spooky pumpkin and follow on main street just chef's kiss yeah those are perfect Tis the season for my favorite scent which is the fall on main street and yeah it just had these great theme park inspired pop culture inspired scents uh they just kind of remind you and take you there right in in just that that moment so if you are looking to bring a little bit of the uh parks home with you uh go check out 1901candleco.com and there's a link in the episode description great people and don't forget off the rails 15 for 15 percent off on your checkout purchase can't forget that save some money yep save and it. again make sure that you are following along on all of our socials those mainly being instagram and tiktok and youtube those are the ones that we are fueling up on a daily basis and youtube we're really starting to step our game up on so be sure and ring the bell there so when any new stuff comes forward you will be notified and can watch it immediately. But we're also on threads, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, you name it, we're there. It's off the monorails across the board. Uh, but yeah, just if we're here to have a good time. We want to meet some new people. Uh, shoot us a message, leave a comment, let us know what you think, uh, especially about this episode. You know, uh, let us know what your favorite uh, methods of transportation are within the parks. We would love to hear that. And if you just want to, you know, chat and hang out. That's awesome too, because we love hearing from people and it's a big reason why we do this whole thing. Even if your team bus will still love you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're still yeah. part of the family. Yeah. Uh, speaking of love, if you'd like to show, uh, show us some love, uh, please leave a rating and or review on your respective podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Click those stars, leave us a rating, let people know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a written review like on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we read every single one. We take everyone into consideration and it uh, helps us uh, get better. helps people uh, understand what they're, uh, what they're about to listen to and helps us reach a wider audience, which is what we want to do, right? We want to make more friends 
uh, along the way. So if you would be so kind, please leave us a rating review and it would help us greatly. Absolutely. Listen to the man. So with that, this wraps it up. Uh, it was a great topic. We love taking advantage of all the transportation options at Walt Disney world and trying to, again, relay this information to you guys, our listeners to help trim the fat on your trips and spend more time making memories with your family and your friends and and not waiting in all these long ass lines that tend to happen everywhere around the parks if you're not careful. So I hope that you are able to take something from this episode, apply it and uh, make more memories. With that being said, we will catch you next week. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is off the monorails.